My friends at Kevin's Worldwide is your full-service resource for branded merchandise. Kevin's is also one of America's largest distributors of promotional products and uniforms. You can reach them at kevinsww.com for the top brands of apparel and promotional products. And I mean, you can really reach them. Talk to a real person. Wow! So relax. From design to receipt of your order, you can be confident your imprinted product will represent you well. Contact them today at kevinsww.com. That's kevinsww.com. Thank them for supporting the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show. This is where we inform, educate, inspire and entertain our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. I'm your host for the Business Builder Show, and my name is Marty Wolf. You can learn more about me and the Business Builder Show at MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Along with my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. D.C. Taylor, thanks for being with me again today, man. Hey, thanks for letting me be here. Let's get lots of info from this show, man. It has been awesome. I learn all sorts of good stuff. This series thing, I'm loving this. This is great. My special guest today, and he has been for three prior shows, is Dana A. Oliver. And Dana's book is Mantra Design. Innovate, buy or die. Discover the secrets for profitable and lasting innovation. Dana, welcome back to the Business Builders Show. Hey, Marty. Good morning, and thank you very much for having me as a guest again on the Business Builders Show. It's uh, it's a pleasure and an honor. Uh, people are asking about this. Actually, other oh boy, I don't know if I should say this. Other guests are saying, "Hey, can you do a series with me?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, that's a good thing. You know, they, they, you're, we're making history together, Dana. This is great. It really is. Oh, I'm loving it. And it's great that we can share, you know, for business leaders and innovators alike, yeah. you know, the secrets to, you know, unmet need and how to develop them. Yeah. Well, this is interview number four of a series of nine. And again, let me set this up a little bit by uh, kind of doing a formal introduction. Dana A. Oliver uh, formerly was the Senior Director of Research and Development at at Medtronic's Surgical Technologies Division and has helped grow that business, that business unit, I should say, from $100 million to approximately $2 billion in annual revenues over 14 years. So with that introduction, you should have your ears uh, perked up, your pen ready. And if you haven't heard the prior shows, we're going to kind of give you a quick update. Dana will kind of review quickly what we've covered, but you got to go back and listen to the prior show. So, Dana, let's let's start with kind of get us up to speed quickly, if you can, mm-hmm. on what we've covered already. 
Roger that. Um, so let's start. Every chapter is a mantra, and let me go through the mantras rapidly here. Okay. The first one was innovate, buy, or die. And in essence, what that tells you is that you want to couple organic innovation with small tuck-in acquisitions. Gives you your greatest rate of return. Need to be cautious of of an acquisition strategy because you pay a 35% premium, and 50% of them uh, don't bring uh, value to your shareholders. Mm-hmm. We moved on to learn your customers' work. This is really simple. If you want to understand their articulated needs, never mind their unarticulated needs, you need to get close to them. Imagine if your customer is French and you're English and you can't translate. Well, what good is it if your customer is telling you everything if you can't translate? You mm-hmm. need to learn their world. Mm-hmm. You know, innovation begins with an I. At the end of the day, the single best um, opportunity for you is to put your product in the hands of your users and develop them through their eyes. And this allows for unmet need because you can see redundancies, inefficiencies, and pain points, and that's where unmet needs are. Um, I think um, moving beyond that, where we went to was uh, it takes a long time to get to simple. And what that means is that you know, you solve problems one at a time, but until you solve all the problems and establish a design freeze on your product, you can't ultimately make it as user-friendly, simple, and efficient, cost-effective as humanly possible. Uh, we moved on to fall forward fast with a balanced approach, and that's if you think about when you're engineering, computers are great and, and engineers are taught to engineer, but at the end of the day, you, you want to do enough engineering so that you understand the limits, but you build rapid prototypes, put them in the hands of your customers, and but this allows you, if you understand those boundary conditions, if you come across a discovery, you understand that you've reached a discovery, and that brings us up to where we are today. Mantra number six, which is build <laughs> to learn. I love this serious thing. This I'm really comfortable with this. This is great. Build, uh, build to learn. And you point out right at the beginning of this chapter, there's a difference between fall forward fast with a balanced approach and build to learn. Yeah. So with that, I guess, statement, I make that a question. Tell me what the difference is. Explain, uh, explain that to me a little bit. Yeah, I think it's truly important. I mean, again, we go back, engineers are taught to engineer. And at the end of the day, if you're in business, it's all about getting new product developments to the market as quickly as as possible. That's what I call lean product development. And how you do that, one of the things is when, you know, fall forward fast, it was really the engineering design of the the parts. Mm. But now we want to talk about the, the design prototyping of the whole. Mm-hmm. And the fastest way to bring that to marketplace is, again, you want to work with your customers in a simulated environment, which means as you're developing your product, you want to you want to make rapid prototypes, put them in the hands of your product, test them in a simulated environment under their intended use, because this will tell you what works and what doesn't work. And let me let me say, you know, these should be looks like feels like prototypes. And during this quick iteration process, every single lab I've ever been in, every every product that I've developed, when I put it a first generation product or a second or a third in my customer's hand. We forever f- found additional design changes and improvements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, the first iteration is, is uh, you can almost be sure it's not going to be perfect, right? Oh, oh it's never going to be perfect. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's part of, you know, this dovetails very, you know, very nicely with it takes a long time to get to simple, right? Yeah. So you want to keep putting, you know, as you solve problems, and this is great, you solve one problem at a time. But at the end of the day, let's say you solve 10 problems. Well, 
it, when you when you ultimately bring that debt into your finished product design and establish your design freeze of your features, well, you would solve those problems differently, knowing that you already know the answers to them. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. you know you have to solve these problems, freeze your your feature set. Begin to develop your product because it's what I call it's the 80-20 rule again, right? You want to delight, you know, 80% of your users with 20% of the feature set. Yeah. But how do you establish that, you know, what that 20% of that feature set is? All your customers are very different. The more you iterate quickly, put that frozen, you know, product in, in you know, pre-frozen, excuse me, product in your customer's hands, you're going to get feedback on what they like and what they don't like. So we want to put these prototypes in the hands of customers, uh, people who would most likely use the product as opposed to other engineers and, and those in that kind of group. So uh, with that thought, you refer to something called a voice of customer. Explain yeah. that to me and connect that to the prototype and how all that works. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, so again, you know, you can collect voice of customer, and I think anyone that does any type of development recognizes this. You know, you can talk to them, you know, over dinner. You can have focus groups. It goes back to collecting that feedback. But the reality is, is, is for every for every need uh, or articulated. Uh, feature that they tell you about, there's another one equally as important that they don't tell you about because it's just assumed. And until you make that product and, and distill that down uh, and put that in their hands, you're not going to flesh out those articulated versus unarticulated needs. And so that voice or customer is, it's amazing to me, Marty. I, I've seen products it, fascinating to me that engineers and, and companies will get together, they'll develop a product from end you know, to uh, from start to finish, and they'll never even collect customer input until wow. the very end. Wow! And it's it's astounding to me. How do you ever think that that product's going to suit their needs or work or not require changes? You, you know, uh, it, that's you how people get Dana. That's how people get fired. <laughs> you know, There's no doubt. Yeah. You know, well, they should be. Whoa, take this to market without talking to a customer. Yikes! Uh -huh. Um, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. but it happens, right? Oh my God! It, well, I mean, I can tell you, I start many times at Medtronic, yeah. and what happens is you get these, you know, big institutions who have these armies of engineers and scientists, and they're so busy solving problems that what happens is they they forget to keep iterating the product or collecting customer feedback, especially really long programs. This is where yeah, yeah. Um, you have to avoid this. At by example, you know, let's say you're working on a program, it could take months to years to bring that to market, yeah. and you're just engineering yourself away but in the meantime you lose contact with your customers between those many many touch points yeah makes sense i mean the this mantra number six is build to learn and that's what you're describing you prototype you, you, you test it and you're learning you're improving as you're going and uh, you know through those different iterations um how makes tons of sense to me let's move on to mantra number seven and mantra yeah. number seven is go slow to go fast. Now, is that a play on words, or do you really mean that? Yeah, no, no, it's very, very true. And let me let me first qualify that. Okay. You know, first, you know, you have a feasibility phase, and you have a formal product development phase. And most companies have a very regimented formal product development phase. So, example, I was in medical. You know, so we had to satisfy you know FDA GMPs. But if you think about aerospace, if you think of nuclear, think of um, silicone. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, you know, uh, precision electronics industries, all these have formal product development processes. But these development processes, what they mean is that they're really designed 
to build product one after another so that they don't change, so that your end customer users get a product. The first one made is the same as the one millionth one made. Mm. But what that also means is you're working in things like that are, are rigid and rigorous and Mm. They're not user-friendly for the engineers. So if you want to move fast and quick, you need to solve all those unmet needs and those product changes in feasibility. Because as soon as you get into the formal product development, you you move from your R&D engineers being able to work nimbly with your rapid prototyping groups compared to now working with cross-functional teams. An example, every time you need to make a change in the formal product development, now you have to make a formal engineering change. Mm. That means you need to fill out an ECN form. At Medtronic, I tell you, to to process an ECN, it took 35 days. Wow. Can you have? Can you imagine trying to do rapid prototyping and and I'm worried about working in this formal product development phase and every time I'd have changed? I mean, by example, Marty, I would bring in doctors, you know, once, twice, three times a week, depending on what we were doing, and we would be making iterations overnight. So Mm. we had the rapid prototyping lab. I had SLA machines. We had additive as well as subtractive technologies. And so, you know, we'd bring a doctor and he'd give us feedback. We'd make a change overnight. We'd we'd shoot out an SLA. We'd make a, you know, adjust it. We'd bring in another doctor 24 hours later. Can you imagine now comparing that to being in a formal product where I'd have to spend 35 days just to allow the paperwork to change before I can even change the product? It can, yeah. This is the difference between hard tooling and soft tooling, the difference between, you know, um, uh, uh, having uh, your vendors being fully certified compared to me walking down in the, my prototype lab and having one of my guys yeah. uh, make me a part. Yeah. So yeah. huge fundamental difference. Yeah. So when I say go slow to go fast, you need to ensure before you ever enter that formal product development phase that you your feature set is frozen in that there are no more surprises. Yeah, you you have, uh, well, first of all, a comment, uh, 35 days and rapid, uh, they don't go together. Um, <laughs> so they don't connect. Okay, so I understand what you're saying. Now, you have, I, I found the, uh, what you call a product proposal. I, yeah. I found that very interesting. Describe that for us. Sure. I, I think this is really good, and, and we'll touch on two things. So, again, let's, you know, let me just briefly go back and we talk about feasibility and product development. Mm-hmm. And these things are ultimately attached at the hip. Right. But you need to separate those two processes. And so the first thing is you want to have feasibility contracts because then that prevents engineers from just doing pie in the sky engineering. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between pure research compared to applied research. And I'm a big applied research guy because I, I believe that you want to develop products in unison to your customers. Um And then if you think about product proposals, this is a great litmus test. So I talk about the rigidity of these formal product developments, uh, programs and processes. You know, you think about PLM systems, uh, uh, product lifestyle management systems. They're, they're, they're really designed for manufacturing. You don't want to make changes in there. It's, it's onerous and terrible. Mm-hmm. And so a great way to ensure that your product is ready to go into that is you have what I call a formal product proposal. Mm-hmm. And so by the time when you begin to fill out this formal product proposal, it you're working with your marketing partners. And so you have a real good sense of what your feature set is that's going to delight your customers, what your what you think your final ASP is, what your competitors are. You have an idea of what you think the budget's going to be to bring this to market, as well as the time to bring that um, 
to develop that product right. uh, to marketplace. So if you can, as well as you can effectively answer with 85% confidence yeah. that you've solved yeah. Yeah. the technical risks. Yeah. Because again, the last thing you want to do is you don't want to fully tool up and have three months worth of inventory and then realize you have to make a change. Because yeah. this is during your most costly time. So you want to make sure that's fully well vetted in the front end. Yeah. Oh, it makes lots of sense. Um, how can people uh, reach you, learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, your thank website? you for that, Marty. The best way to reach me, of course, is, you know, www.mantra, M-A-N-T-R-A, leadership.com. One word, Mantra Leadership. In a an example, I post the interviews that we do together as well as, you know, articles I've written. You can get pre-reads of the books, but it gives you a real good flavor of, you know, who I am. Yeah, and, and we say right at the beginning of the show, the show is for uh, uh, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. I want to drive home the point again, Dana. You worked yeah. at Medtronic. That's yeah. a big company. But talk to me again because I want to make sure that people are listening, Dad. If you have um, if you have a, a $2 million a year and you're, you're making some a metal part, uh, yeah. whatever you're doing, this yeah. product development – process that you're describing applies am i correct give me some feedback on that you you are unequivocally correct marty and that's you know look at the end of the day business begins and ends with your customers and so when i wrote the book and everything i believe in it's you're doing development through your customers eyes and and you're iterating product with your customers so what that means is this applies to you know any product development company any size company whether you're you know less than a million dollars or if you're well over you know a billion dollars it's about developing products with your customers and what happens is you know if you look at customers right you can effectively be three things you can be an innovative company you can be a customer-focused company, or you can be a, an operational excellence type right. company. And you right. can only be one. You cannot be all. Yes. But you, you can certainly touch. And so to me, when I talk about all these things, you know, Marty, as you just alluded to, it, this is about being an innovation. So if you're a startup or a small company, you know, an entrepreneur, boy, this is right down your alley. Absolutely. As well as it should bring home the roots, even if you're a big established company. Yes. It's about customers. And if you want to identify unmet need and establish premium priced markets, this is how you do it. Yeah. And for uh, the entrepreneurs and small business owners who are listening to this uh, show and to the advice, please send the checks, all the money that you have saved um, to, and I'll give you my address. Um, uh, I'll share it with Dana um, because this is so valuable. That's why we're doing this series. It has been incredible, and it's going to continue. This is the fourth of nine. I'm going to say Dana's a book again is Mantra, Design, Innovate, Buy or Die, Discover the Secrets for Profitable and Lasting Innovation. Dana, again, tell us your website. Thank you, Marty. www.mantra, M-A-N-T-R-A, leadership.com. One word, Mantra Leadership. So we're going to wrap up this uh, version, this episode, if you will, uh, interview number four with Dana Oliver. Dana, thank you so much for being with us again. We appreciate it. 
Marty, it is an absolute pleasure. And I just, like I said, I love sharing, you know, uh, innovation, best practices and business philosophies with your many, many audience listeners. That's terrific. So you have been listening to the Business Builder Show. I am your host, Marty Wolf. And alongside of me has been D.C. Taylor, pushing the buttons and making sure that we sound good and it comes through loud and clear. I also want to point out my good friend, Mr. Kerry Carney, who has the music puts the music behind our show and that's important right dc of course that gets people's attention it's slick it is slick as <laughs> carrie carney is slick that's right and of course we want to point out we couldn't do shows like this without sponsors and our sponsor is kevin's worldwide and they are one of america's leading promotional uh, products company and uniform company and you can hear more about them at kevin's ww.com that's kevin's ww.com so on behalf of myself, D.C. Taylor and Kerry Carney, thank you so much for listening to the Business Builder Show. Have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at Kevin's Worldwide is your full service resource for branded merchandise. Kevin's is also one of America's largest distributors of promotional products and uniforms. You can reach them at kevinsww.com for the top brands of apparel and promotional products. And I mean, you can really reach them. Talk to a real person. Wow. So relax. From design to receipt of your order, you can be confident your imprinted product will represent you well. Contact them today at kevinsww.com. That's kevinsww.com. Thank them for supporting the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.